Hey, Coach Bo here. Hey, just wanted to send this little extra uh, bonus uh, Coach Bo Knows podcast for you this week. As most of you know, I do a segment on the Jones Report with Tyler Jones each week. We call it Coach Bo's Football Fix, where I come in and talk about whatever's going on in the football world, pro or college. And we obviously this week with the NFL Draft coming up on Thursday, Tyler and I did a first-round mock draft. So we're going to share that with you guys here on the Coach Bono's podcast feed as well. If you get a chance, if you want more of my content, a little more of a less structure, um, it's kind of hard sometimes. I kind of do a little, I'm a little different over there with Tyler and have a little more fun um, sometimes. But uh, if you want to hear that segment, I highly encourage clicking on the uh, follow button for the Jones Report. I uh, would love for everybody who listens to me here, listen to me over there. Tyler's great as well. I think he's one of the best young sports broadcasters in the entire country right now, and I'm honored to be on his podcast each week. So without further ado, here is our, uh, for the Jones Report, uh, the first round mock draft, Tyler Jones and I. So enjoy the segment, and uh, I won't be back after, so just enjoy the segment, have fun. Check out the Jones Report every Thursday, everywhere you get the Coach Bono show. You can also get the Jones Report. Smart young guy, I think you'll really like it if you haven't listened yet. Check him out. Appreciate it. Enjoy this segment. Bo, let's kind of set the scene before we get started with this my draft here. We're talking about a very unusual draft as this is a draft in the first round that involves the least amount of teams we've seen in quite some time. A defensive heavy draft, in particular the edge rusher positions and one of the worst quarterback classes we've seen in quite some time, too. What are your takeaways heading into this draft next week? Uh, a couple of things. One, there, this thing is loaded with edge rushers. There's going to be, I think, three of the top five picks going to be edge rushers. There's a couple of difference makers on the defensive side of the ball, a couple of corners. We're going to get into those. There's one safety that will go in the first round who's incredible. Um, and then there is going to be a load of wide receivers in this first round. I count as many as eight could go in the first round this year. Um, I think it's probably going to settle at seven, but I could see eight going in the first round. Uh, as far as quarterbacks, what makes the draft so sexy is, and people love it is the quarterback piece every year. This quarterback class is the worst that I can remember in quite a while. To give you an idea and a sense, every quarterback drafted in the first round last year would be the number one quarterback on the draft board this year. Um, who was the last quarterback taken in the first round last year, Tyler? Um, was there one taken to Mac Jones I'm not thinking of? I think Mac was the last one. Okay. Um, who was taken in the second round last year? Um, your there's, second. there's someone I'm not thinking of, and I can't think off the top of my head. But Davis Mills? Davis Mills is the one I'm thinking of. Davis Mills would be the first quarterback taken in this draft if he was available to give you an idea how poor the quarterbacks are in this draft which and also I, makes sense why we hear the texans are not interested in drafting a quarterback right now no there's not a single franchise quarterback in this draft there are two quarterbacks that could be taken on day two or three that given an opportunity given a year to sit on the bench could become something. Everybody that I've seen, it could be taken in the first or second round. 
I don't think it's going to be worth a damn in this draft. I just, I wouldn't take any of them. And I'm a fan of a team that needs a quarterback and I would not draft one in this draft. Okay. But someone's going to overreach and we're going to see two, maybe three on day one. And they're all going to be bad picks when it's all said and done. Well, and, and the reason why we've documented on this show over the years is the rookie wage scale is so low comparably speaking to the other positions within the draft uh, within, you know, what the veterans are making that these teams are willing to to take on these rookie contracts because it's not going to cost them a whole lot as opposed to what they would be paying for a veteran at that position. So uh, let's go ahead. I was thinking, I was looking, I had a quick list. I was going to hit this real quick for the quarterback to give you an idea. I count 10 teams that currently, and really four of them are kind of questionable, but I count at least six teams that could draft a quarterback. Those six teams, Pittsburgh, Seattle, New Orleans, Atlanta, Carolina, Houston. I would then include Washington, both the New York teams, and Tampa also looking in the future for quarterbacks. Here's what I predict will happen. At least one of those 10 teams will make a trade in this draft to get an early first round pick in the 2023 draft to look at the two top quarterbacks of that draft, because we know there are two very good quarterbacks who are NFL ready right now in next year's draft and possibly a third. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, we'll go ahead and uh, get started with our official studio soapbox mock draft, all 32 picks. No trades in this format. We're going to try to keep this simple and I go through these as quickly as we can. So let's go ahead and get started with the first pick in the official Studio Soapbox mock draft. GM Tyler Jones of the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are on the clock with the number one pick for the second straight year. Going defense, Aiden Hutchinson first off the board. For me, Bo, this is an easy pick. Aiden Hutchinson is going to be a hell of a player of the National Football League. And this, this for me, is a home run for the Jags here if they get Hutchinson at one. I think he's a great pick. I think he's going to be a great player. Um, it's, it's nitpicking to say that he wouldn't be number one to me, but he'd be in the top three. So I think that the top three DNs, they're all kind of interchangeable. I like one of them better. But I think Aiden Hudson is going to be a great player in the NFL. The Jaguars are going to get a hell of a player if that's their pick. All right. Second pick, Detroit. Bo, you're on the clock. All right. So I think that Detroit's going to go to one of these other ends as well, um, unless they trade down. But I do think Detroit's going to go with an end. I think they're going to go uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, defensive end from Oregon. He's the player that I have as the number one player on the board in the entire draft. I really like Kayvon Thibodeau. Uh, I don't care about his ego, his attitude, like some people are talking about. You know, there's been discussions about him potentially slipping on draft boards because of it. I heard Brock Heward say that he takes plays off. Bo, I'm not worried about that. This is the NFL. You got to have an attitude. You got to have a little bit in you of some sorts. To me, I'm not concerned with that at all. He's a very smart guy, terrific football player. Maybe he, he gets a little wake-up call in the National Football League, you know, a, a little reality check, but I think that's going to be enough. I have no issues with that. Yeah, if he's sitting there too, Dan Campbell's going to love him, and he's going to love playing for Dan Campbell. Yeah. 
Uh, third pick, uh, Houston Texans on the clock. A lot of needs for the Texans. I think, though, Bo, this is three straight rushers with the first three picks. Three straight edges. Trayvon Walker goes to the Houston Texans at three. What do you think of that pick? I I think you're spot on. I think that those three guys are the best three players in this draft. I, the edge rushers, are if they don't go one, two, three, they're going to go in the top five. And I think the Texans have a lot of things they could do. I think that's a good pick for them. All right. So now the New York Jets on the clock. Two picks in the top ten for the Jets. Bo, what do they do at four? Okay. I think that the Jets are going to be making phone calls, and they're going to be fielding phone calls. But I think what they're going to end up doing is I think they're going to go with either one of the two corners, who I like both of them here, or I think they go with a big old tackle. I'm going to take have them taking Ahmad Sauce Gardner from Cincinnati. Ooh, I like Sauce. I do too. I think Sauce is great. I think he's the second best corner. I think he's going to be who the Jets will take, though. I think he's the best corner in this draft. He reminds me of Richard Sherman, and I don't say that lightly, Bo. No, he's, 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 he's the best cover corner in this draft, period. All Absolutely. right. So we have uh, four straight defensive players in the first four picks, par for the course in a defensive-heavy draft at this point. Five, the New York Giants on the clock. They have two picks in the top seven. They'll pick again at number seven. And with this pick, uh, for me, this one, I, I go with based on the feeling. And the consensus has been that the Giants really like Akeem Aquano, the offensive tackle from North Carolina State. Personally, I like Evan Neal better. I think Evan Neal is the best offensive tackle in this draft, but we're predicting what's going to happen here. I think they lean towards their consensus is closer to Akim. Um, nothing against Akim, but I'm just in love with the way that Evan Neal just buries guys alive in his body frame. I like Neal more, but I think they go Akim here at five, Bo. Okay, I agree. I think they will go that way. Um, I, too, like Evan Neal better. If I was going to take one or the other, I, too, would take Evan Neal. But uh, I think the Giants are going – everything I'm seeing is they're going to go for Iguano and, and, and he's been a great player for NC State. And I think he's going to be a, fi a fine player in the NFL, a, a 10-year starter at left tackle for the Jets. Yeah. Uh, number six, Carolina on the clock, Bo. What are you going to do here for the Panthers? Okay. They're in Here's the quarterback market. Okay, Jonesy, my question. Am I predicting what I think the Panthers are going to do, or is this what Coach Bo would do? <laughs> I have a feeling it's the latter. Okay, what do you want me to do here? Because I'll tell you what the Panthers are going to do, and then I'll tell you what I think they shouldn't do. They're the same thing. Okay, tell me. I think the Panthers are going to take Malik Willis from Liberty here at number six. I think it's a huge mistake. It's a huge overreach. I think instead they should look at Kyle Hamilton from Notre Dame or Derek Stanley from LSU. Um, and I'm not saying because I'm an LSU guy. Um, I'm just, I think the Panthers are going to make a huge mistake. They need a quarterback. I think they're going to go with Malik Willis. They're looking at Malik Willis like he's Cam Newton. Okay. And I think that the Panthers are going to choose Malik Willis. So we're, but I think it's a huge, huge overreach. Okay, so Malik Willis is the pick here, but not an advised pick here. No. If it was my pick, 
I would take Derek Stingley from LSU. Um, Willis is a project. I think he's got potential, but I think Pickett's better uh, personally. If you made me choose between the two right now, I would. If the one that's more ready right now is definitely Kenny Pickett. Yeah. Seven, the New York Giants on the clock again, Bo. Uh, I get to make another pick here for the Giants. And uh, for me, at at this pick for New York, uh, this one, um, you already have your offensive tackle at this spot. Uh, I I think they go defense this time. I got them going with uh, Jordan Davis out of Georgia with that number seven pick, the defensive tackle. Okay. I like Jordan Davis. Um, He's more of an interior guy. I think if they go D-line, I could see them going Jermaine Johnson. Um, but I could see – I mean, those first three edge guys are gone. If they're going to go D-line at the need, I wouldn't be surprised there to see a wide receiver chosen as well. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Um, Atlanta on the clock. Who are you going with, Bo? Well, Atlanta's not dumb. They're in a division where they've got a lot of good receivers. And if Derek Stingley's sitting there at Atlanta for eight – they're going to take Derek Stingley from LSU. Okay. So you got Derek Stingley there at eight. Um, for me, Bo, I, I wouldn't use the top 10 pick on Derek Stingley. Not anything to do with his talent, but I'm very concerned about his injury issues for a very young player at this point in his career. Yeah. Well, he's shown that he's healthy right now. When he's He had a great senior uh, – a great um, pro day. Everybody has a good pro day, but he had an exceptionally good pro day. Um, if he is the Derek Stingley we saw his first two years at LSU, he is going to be phenomenal. Uh, he's, you know, Atlanta seems like a good, a good, a good fit for him. I, that's another place where I can see a receiver as well. So we haven't got into the receivers. They're coming now. But um, I think he's too talented a player to be sitting there right there and not be taken. Now the uh, Seattle Seahawks on the clock at nine. Bo, um, the, the Seahawks certainly need help. I don't know who their quarterback's going to be, but they have to have somebody to protect them. And Evan Neal, who you and I think is the best offensive tackle in this draft, still on the board here. Easy call for me. I got to go with Evan Neal for the Seahawks at nine. And I think if you're a Seahawk fan, you would be thrilled if uh, you get Evan Neal with that pick there. Yeah, Evan Neal's number three on my big board. I mean, I've, I got it as um, – oh, I had uh, Thibodeau. Then I had Stingley and then Evan Neal. I think Evan Neal is going to be um, – I mean, it's hard to call somebody a Hall of Famer, but he's a 10-year starter left tackle. He's great, and I think it's – he's not getting past that. All right, before we get to the Jets pick, let's kind of go over who's on the board right now, mm-hmm. still available with uh, nine picks in. Kyle Hamilton, Charles Cross, Garrett Wilson, Jermaine Johnson, Jamison Williams, uh, George uh, Karakafis, from Purdue, Trevor Penning, Kenny Pickett still on the board, Matt Corral, Zion Johnson, Chris Olave, Devin Lloyd, Andrew Booth Jr., Daxton Hill, Drake London, just to name a few, with the Jets making their second pick at 10. Bo, who do you got? Okay. I have the Jets going with the receiver. They're going to take the best receiver available. Um, it's going to be a toss-up between two guys here. Um, three weeks ago, I would have said it was Drake London. I think it's going to be Garrett Wilson who will be the first receiver taken off the board. And if he's sitting there for the Jets, I think that they take Garrett Wilson, Ohio State. Yeah, Garrett Wilson, very good player. Um, he, he was fantastic at Ohio State. Jets have to have a receiver. And I would say, Bo, 
with them drafting receiver in the top 10, that doesn't rule out for me the chance of them still making a move on the wide receiver market, whether it's Debo Samuel or another yeah. guy here. We could be talking about them bringing in two receivers. I don't think yeah, that's out of the possibility. The Jets are going to be busy. If there is a deal to be had for Debo Samuel or for DK Metcalf, the Jets are going to be the one who can make the big trade because of the fact they have two top 10 picks. Yeah. Uh, Washington now on the clock at 11 at this point. Bo, um, for me, this one, I got to go with uh, – I'm going to go with Kyle Hamilton for Washington here. Top five player potentially in this draft, but safety is not one of the bigger priorities for most teams in the league here. This would be a steal, I think, for Washington, a team that already has some good defensive talent to only add to what Ron Rivera wants to do. I think Ron Rivera would love having Kyle Hamilton in in D.C. Yeah, Kyle Hamilton is exactly who I think in this situation Washington would take for every reason you just spoke of. Uh, 12, the Vikings on the clock. Bo, who are you going with here? Well, I think the Vikings really want Derek, Derek Stingley to fall to them, either him or Gardner. Uh, we've got both of them protected to go in the top 10. If either of them are available at 12, the Vikings will pull the trigger. If not, I got him going to the next available, which is Trent McDuffie, the quarterback from Washington. It's okay. too big a need, and there's talent there. I think that they get that done. They go get one of the corners. If they can't have one of the top two, I think McDuffie's the third one. I think he's who they pick. Texans at 13, another pick for them after having the number three pick and taking Trayvon Walker, the edge rusher out of Georgia. This time, Bo, I think that they try to get help on that pitiful offensive line. Charles Cross, a very good offensive tackle still on the board. I think he falls to Houston there at 13 and They'll be pretty pleased that this guy's got a lot of size and certainly held his own in the SEC. Yeah, I agree. They're going to, I think they're definitely going to go offensive line. The the Texans need all the help they can get. This draft, this first round is deep at offensive tackle. If you can get one, go ahead and get it. There's just not enough skill position players that are going to fit the needs the Texans have. I think you go get the tackle here. I think you're right. All right. The Ravens now on the clock at 14, Bo. Okay. Here's where I think we're going to see the run of wide receivers start. Um, with the Ravens, I like the Ravens taking Drake London from USC. Get this okay. guy a receiver and get them someone behind Hollywood Brown, a, a guy who can be a one. Uh, Drake London, to me, I've seen him play a few times, watched him in person this past year. I'll tell you who he reminds me of. I can't say he's going to be this great a player. He reminds me of Marvin Harris. He's a guy you line up in the same spot every single down, and you just let him run routes. You let him run routes. He has a way of getting open. I saw him play against Notre Dame's uh, defensive backs this year. Notre Dame had a really great class of DBs. I saw him have 15 catches in that game for like 185, and he was open all the time. I don't know how he does it. He lines up in the same place every single time, and he reminds me of Marvin Harrison in that way. Solid, solid, solid guy, and I think he's a great fit for the Ravens where you've got the deep threat of Hollywood Brown. Give him somebody who can run some routes. All right. Uh, so Drake London to the Ravens at 14. 15, the Eagles on the clock with their first of two picks in the first top 18. And, Bo, for me, I, I look at this uh, with, with the Eagles here. They need a wide receiver. Jalen Rager is not that guy. 
they are not getting what they paid for a couple of years ago with that first round pick and Rager and their fan base is still crushing them for passing on Justin Jefferson when they could have had him instead. Um, Devonta Smith was really good last year, but they need another receiver for Jalen Hurts uh, there. Uh, I think that they go with uh, Chris Olave out of Ohio State with this pick at a 15 here, both. Okay. Yeah, I see it. I mean, I, I think we're in that run for the, the wide receivers and the wide receivers need. I can see the Eagles, if they depend on who they like better, um, I do think Olave is great, going to be a fine receiver. If they don't take him, the Eagles could be the team that takes Jamison Williams, knowing he's not going to play probably the first half of the season. They have time. You know, they're a team that may not be contending early. They may think, okay, this is the guy we can put in our back pocket and we'll understand what, we, what the needs are. Um, I can see that. I totally can see the Eagles going that way as well, but I do think they're going wide receiver. All right. You get to pick your team, the Saints yeah. at 16, Bo. Okay, so if the Eagles don't take Jamison Williams at 15, the Saints are going to take him at 16 um, for that reason. He's he's too good a player to not to pass over when you've got a wide receiver need. Past Michael Thomas, the Saints are awful at wide receiver. Michael Thomas has been hurt the last two seasons. He may be a contract issue at the end of the year. Going and getting someone like a Jamison Williams, who I think is the best receiver in this draft, as far as career length, um, he'd be the guy I would take a look at here. I think that that's what the Saints will do. And it's who I would take if I was them as well. The uh, Chargers at 17. I can't believe Jermaine Johnson, the edge rusher out of Florida State, is still on the board in this mock draft, Bo. Um, but that's not a need for the Chargers at edge at this point. Uh, this, I think, realistically, this is a scenario where the Chargers would probably trade down because there's not a player that necessarily fits uh, the value of that 17 pick for what they need. But if they had to stay in this spot, Bo, uh, I think their pick here, they would go offensive guard and go with Zion Johnson out of uh, Boston College here at 17. They need help on that interior offensive line there. Yeah, I see where you're going there. I do think it's a landing spot for a trade. Um, you know, I've already seen one rumor, even though it's in the division, that the Chiefs might trade up to this spot. If the Saints and the Eagles were to both pass on Jamison Williams, the Chargers could pull a really great trade off here for someone, for one of these better teams to go up and move up, you know, from the mid 20s in the 17 and maybe even pick up a first round pick next year or something, or a high second this year. Uh, you can get some depth to trade like that. Um, I agree with what you're thinking there is, too. 18, the Eagles on the clock for their second pick bowl. They are into Chris Olave. What do they do now? Well, I think they need some help on the defensive line, and you talked about the end rusher earlier. I think if Jermaine Johnson's there, you go there if you're the Eagles. Yeah, that would be a home run pick. I think you're yeah. getting a top 10 talent falling to you at 18. You'd be pleased if you're Philly at that spot. Uh, getting Jermaine Johnson there. 19, the New Orleans Saints. Now, I have a lot of pressure. I got to make a pick for Bo's team here at uh, at 19. So, so Bo, I, I don't want to leave you out here. So, I, I want to ask you, um, for this second pick for the Saints, what direction are you leaning? Well, okay, so my fear is that they're leaning toward Kenny Pickett. Um, if they can get a receiver at 16 – I think at 19, they're going to go offensive tackle. Um, 
if they don't get a receiver at 16, I think they go receiver at 19. So it just depends on how the first pick that we've got them taking a receiver there. So I think they go tackle, but I would not be surprised if the Saints are in love with Kenny Pickett because he's been there already. They're talking to him. If, again, we're going to see people overreach on draft day for these quarterbacks. And I think people, they squint their eyes when they see Kenny Pickett. I think they squint their eyes and they see Drew Brees. I don't think that's a great comparison, but that's what people think. And I, I can see the new the Saints fall into that trap. So I'm going to let you decide here. But those are the two ways I think they could go at 19. Okay. So if I'm making this pick for the Saints – I would go offensive tackle and go Trevor Penning, the six seven behemoth. I yeah. don't care that he played at Northern Iowa. He dominated in the senior bowl. Yes. He's a little nasty, and he might get a few penalties for some unsportsmanlike conduct from time to time, but I'll take that. That's yeah. worth it. You can coach those things. Yeah. Um, and left but, tackle is a need because of uh, the Taron Armstead leaving to go to the Miami Dolphins. Right. Um, with all that being said, I don't see them passing on Kenny Pickett if he's still available at 19 and then needing a quarterback. I would go pinning here, but the Saints and this flirting they've done with Kenny Pickett, I think they go Kenny Pickett at 19 here, Bo. Okay. I, I, that's as a Saints fan, it's my biggest fear. It's my biggest fear. They go receiver at 15 and they come back at 19. But I do think that. I, I think the 19th pick is going to depend on what they do with the 16th pick. And I do think that if at 19, if they don't take Pickett, I think it's Penning, the Penning, the kid from Northern Iowa. He is nasty. He is the perfect replacement for Taron Armstead. All right. Pittsburgh Steelers on the clock at 20. We know they need a quarterback, Bo, but okay. two quarterbacks off the board now. What do they do at 20? Okay. So this is kind of your squad here. This is kind of a Jonesy kind of thing here. So I'm going to defer a little bit to you. I think that they, if, if Pickett or Willis has fallen, and I know some draft pundits are thinking that all the quarterbacks are going to fall, I think they take the best of the two. If neither of them are there, I can see the Steelers dropping back a few spots if there's somebody who wants a need there. Um, I don't think that they press for a quarterback here with both Pickett and Malik Willis gone. I think Malik Willis is a stealer if he doesn't go to Carolina. Um, I really, from here, looking at their roster, thinking about what there's, I would need. There's one name that jumps out to me. Which um, one's that? It's Devin Lloyd. I think Devin Lloyd's terrific talent, well, and he just looks like a Pittsburgh stealer. I can see that. I I, I like N'Kobe Dean from Georgia a little bit better. Okay. Um, but I also will say this, the Georgia guys, we know they all played well. They won a national title. The problem is they all played together. So you kind of wonder what's it going to be like when they're not all together, when it's, um, you know, everybody in the league is that good. Uh, but I can see Devin Lloyd. Let's go ahead and go with your idea there, Devin Lloyd. I like it. Okay, so Devin Lloyd goes to the Steelers at 20. Let's recap the last 10 picks here. Garrett Wilson goes to the Jets at 10. Kyle Hamilton to Washington at 11. Trent McDuffie at 12 to Minnesota. Charles Cross at 13 to Houston. Drake London at 14 to the Ravens. Chris Olave at 15 to the Eagles. Jamison Williams at 16 to the Saints. Zion Johnson at 17 to the Chargers. 
Jermaine Johnson the second at 18 to the Eagles. Kenny Pickett at 19 to the Saints. And Devin Lloyd at 20 to the Pittsburgh Steelers. And now the New England Patriots are on the clock at 21 here. Bo, um, history says Bill Belichick probably trades it back. Um, <laughs> but if they were to hold this pick uh, here, you know, there's a, there's a number of directions. That was a good New England team last year, Bo, but Bill Belichick made up for a lot of the roster issues that were really going on. They have more needs than I think people realize. I agree with that. I think there's a lot of teams that need a lot of needs here. And there's some players here they could take. Belichick's going to look for the best Belichick guys. He's going to find a guy who I think he goes defense. I think he goes to a player that can play more than one position in a way. I think he plays, finds a middle of the defense kind of guy who can also play on the, on the line of scrimmage. Can yeah. Tell me what you think here. Uh, I think it's uh, George uh, Kalafas from Purdue here. Okay. All right. I think uh, they go edge rusher at, uh, at 21 uh, with that pick. Green Bay on the clock at 22, Bo. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, he, he wants some receiving help. They got two chances to do it at 22 and 28. Does it happen? Yeah, they do. And this thing's loaded. They can go Christian Watson here. They can go Traylon Burks. Um, they could go, let me look here. George Dodson. What's that? Jahan Dodson. Jahan Dodson's State. available as well. Um, I think, man, they're going to take one of them. I don't know which one they're going to take. In, in everyone, once you get past the first couple, once you get past Williams, um, Jamison Williamson, you get from there, you kind of get the okay, who fits your system best? Everything I'm seeing. Uh, I know Mel Kuyper's picking him with uh, Christian Watson from North Dakota State. So I'm going to go there as well. You know, uh, Watson had less than 800 receiving yards at an FCS school. Yeah. Um, I get it that, you know, he's had family that played in the NFL and he's got incredible body size and frame and such. But to me, it feels like Watson is a, a potential pick. It's not based on the body of work that's been there. I would agree with that. I agree with that completely, but I think at receiver, you're just looking at who's the raw talent, and let's go from there. All right, uh, 23, the uh, Arizona Cardinals uh, picking uh, at this spot. Um, you know, I, I think they, they need some more help on that defense. Pretty solid corner, and uh, Andrew Booth Jr. still on the board. I go with him at 23 here for Arizona, Bo. Yeah, I think it's a division for teams when they need somebody, they need a two-way player at corner. He's a player that both can play on the play, can play on a receiver and can also help you in the run game. I think it's a great pick. How about them Cowboys at 24? What does Jerry and Steven Jones do here, Bo? I think they're going to go receiver. I think they're going to take Traylon Burks from Arkansas. This is Jones. Jerry Jones is on the They can't stay away from their hogs. Can't stay away from the hogs. I think they're going to get a hog here. I think he's a great player as well. Um, I think that's just um, it, it's a no-brainer for them. And I think it's a I think it's a solid guy for their base. The uh, Buffalo Bills at twenty five. Uh, Bo, this team really good last year. They've made some improvements this offseason, bringing in Von Miller. What do you think the the, the big need is for the, the Bills at this spot? I don't think they have a one standout need. I think that's part of being one of those top teams. I think Buffalo's in that. I think Kansas City, in a way, is like that. Um, I, I, you could probably think corner, 
They might go ahead and get another receiver. They can. This is a team that's going to be the best athlete they can get their hands on at this point. Is what I, I think, think the best athlete at this point is Daxton Hill from Michigan, the okay. uh, the safety. I think that's who they go with at this spot. Uh, very versatile guy. Uh, he, he's from Tulsa. Uh, you know, his brother, of course, uh, is in the uh, the NFL as well. The uh, the very good uh, running back, uh, Justice Hill. Uh, you know, he's. Had a, a decent career at this point. Uh, Daxon Hill's an athlete, and I think uh, Buffalo would love to have him if they can get him there at 25. Tennessee on the clock at 26. Bo, if A.J. Brown is traded before the draft, I think they go receiver, but I don't yeah. think they're moving on from A.J. Brown here, so that kind of opens up the board at 26. Well, I think so too, but I think also they've got to get some help to that offense. They've got to get something to stretch the field. I think even if they move on from – even if they don't move on from A.J. Brown, another receiver could not hurt this team. Um, I, I like – this is a, could be a good spot for Jahan Johnson – for Jahan Dotson from Penn State. I just – I see the, the Titans looking for something to – they need to put some weapons around Ryan Tannehill. This could give them another one. Okay. Uh, 27, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the clock at this point. Uh, Bo – Tom Brady and company going to try to run it back one more time here. Um, I look at this uh, Bucks team and they got, even the year they won the Super Bowl, they were getting beat on the outside. They need some help. I, I still think of what Matt Stafford did to pick apart that defense. Wouldn't hurt them if they get uh, Elam, the corner from uh, Florida here at 27, I think. Yeah, I see it. I, 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 I think they're going to go defense. They're going to look at some athletes. That's just been their MO in this Brady era is to just load it up and go that way. And I can see that. Yeah. 28, the Green Bay Packers on the board. Bo, what do you think here for the uh, Packers with their second pick? Um, you know, we've, we've already gotten one Packer pick in and we had a receiver going there. Um you know, you want to look around and say, okay, well, what other weapon can we give to uh, to Rodgers to use here? And frankly, there's just not a running back worth it. Um, the receiving the receivers, you've already picked one up. So I think now what you start looking for if you're the Packers is you start looking at, do I need an offensive tackle? And I don't know. I have to look to see if their, what their tackle situation is, to be honest. Um, but I think if not, they're going to go best defensive player, the most athletic player, and I think it's in the Kobe Dean. That's a really good pick. I like that for the Packers at uh, 28. The Chiefs yes. with back-to-back picks, 29 and 30. We'll start out with that 29th pick that uh, I'll get to make here for the Chiefs. And, you know, one of these picks is going to be a receiver, and we've had a run on receivers uh, as of late, uh, you know, in uh, in this round of the draft, uh, this, this first round, very uh, a lot of them. But you know, the the other thing for this team is they they still need, I think, some help on that offensive line. I think that when you look at this Chiefs team, they were much improved last year, but a lot of it was was just band aids on it. You know, you have. Orlando Brown that you put on the franchise tag, but do you know how long you're going to keep him? And, you know, what about on the other side? I think Trevor Penning provides the Chiefs a potential safety net where if they 
can't afford Orlando Brown. They could slide pinning over, or he could play right tackle for them. I like pinning with uh, the 29th pick here for the Chiefs here, Bo. Okay, so I like your thinking, but you're not going to put pinning at right tackle. So, and I do think Orlando Brown is going to get extended. So, if they do pick pinning, it means they're not going to extend Orlando Brown. Um, this is what it would tell me. Now, if the Chiefs didn't take him, he's not going to last past 31 because the Bengals would take him. Um, but I do think so. You got you got pending going at 30? At right, 29. Now 29. you have the second Chiefs pick at 30. And 30. Okay. Um, well, I think it's receiver. I mean, I just now I think the Chiefs are trading up. I think they're going to package I do 29 too. and 30 and trade up to get a better receiver. Um, but they're going to look at this and go, okay, well, if they're sitting there and they couldn't make the right deal, who are you looking at? We've already got – how many receivers are already off the board here for us? Uh, quite a few. Are we at seven? We at, where are we at? One, two, three, four, five. Okay. I'm trying to find my other receivers here because I had a couple of them here still. Um, let's see. That's the one I was thinking of. Uh, still on the board. Oh, here we go. Sky, Sky Moore from uh, West, Western Michigan. Okay. That's the one the Chiefs are going to be looking at. He I was, feels I like I had an Andy Reid receiver. I've had one on my brain in particular. Yeah, so Sky Moore from Western Michigan is the guy I think. And okay. I've got him rated. I think that's about right for him. I think he's going to be a great guy. who can be another weapon for Mahomes. I think he's a great fill-in. He's not going to be a Tyreek Hill replacement. There is not a Tyreek Hill replacement in this draft. No. But Sky Moore's got better hands than Tyreek Hill does. Um, 31, the Cincinnati Bengals on the clock. Bo, it's going to be an offensive lineman. It's just a matter of who. And personally, I really like Tyler Linderbaum from Iowa. To me, he feels like Creed Humphrey 2.0. I like what he's going to bring to the National Football League. What he did at Iowa, to me, it'd be a home run and – Joe Burrow would be very happy to uh, have that protection uh, in front of him there at center. I go Linderbaum at 31. Yeah, if Linderbaum's available and Penning's gone, then I think that that he's there for them. All right, last pick, the Detroit Lions on the clock. Bo, who do you go for Detroit with the final pick of the first round? Okay, so this is where we're going to see the overreach of overreaches because it's the last pick in the first round. I'll explain this in a second. The Lions are going to take a quarterback here. They're going to take a quarterback, both Malik Willis and I, I think they're hopeful that Pickett falls all the way down to him. I don't think that happens. So I think they go to the third best quarterback in this draft. And to me, that's Matt Carell from Mississippi. And I think they take Matt Carell. Now, the reason I think that, that happens is that the difference between drafting a quarterback in the first round and the second round is you get them under contract for one more season you get the upwards of a five-year deal when a second round pick will get a four-year deal so that's where you'll see that overreach the lions need a long-term solution to quarterback that's who i see him taking is matt corral so a quick i wouldn't recap. be surprised if it's desmond ritter as well okay so a quick recap uh, of our mock draft uh the jags get hutchinson at one, Kayvon Thibodeau to the Lions at two, 
Trayvon Walker to Houston at three. Sauce Gardner to the Jets at four. Akeem Aquano at five to the Giants. Malik Willis to the Panthers at six. Jordan Davis to the Giants at seven. Derek Stingley Jr. to the Falcons at eight. Evan Neal to Seattle at nine. Garrett Wilson to the Jets at 10. Kyle Hamilton to Washington at 11. Trent McDuffie to Minnesota at 12. Charles Cross to Houston at 13. Drake London to Baltimore at 14. Chris Olave to Philadelphia at 15. Jamison Williams to New Orleans at 16. Zion Johnson to the Chargers at 17. Jermaine Johnson to the Eagles at 18. Kenny Pickett to the Saints at 19. 20, the Steelers go Devin Lloyd. 21, the Patriots go George Clotavis. 22, the Packers go with Christian Watson. 23, Arizona gets Andrew Booth Jr. 24, Dallas gets wide receiver Traylon Burks. 25, Buffalo goes with Daxton Hill. 26, Jahan Dodson goes to Tennessee. 27, Kalir Elam goes to the Bucks. 28, Nakobe Dean goes to the Packers. 29, Trevor Penning to Kansas City. 30, Sky Moore to Kansas City. 31, Tyler Linderbaum to the Bengals. And 32, Matt Corral to the Lions. So, Bo, uh, overall, now that we've finished up this mock draft, what's your overall takeaways uh, from this mock here? The receivers. The receivers are going to be seven or eight in the first round. It's going to be crazy different. And uh, the fact we won't see a running back in the first round, I don't know if we'll see a running back till the third round. Um Actually, I think we'll see one in the second round. Um, but I, we, the receivers will be a big deal. All the edge rushers are going to go early. It'll be interesting to see the teams that are looking at tackles to see who takes a tackle and who didn't do or who drafts the best available athlete. You know, would a Trevor Penning drop to the, the high 20s? Like we've got him. We've got Trevor dropping to what, the 29 to the, to the Chiefs. I mean, it'd be unbelievable to see that. But the Chiefs or the Bengals would love that. I also think, and we didn't really get to do this in the, in the mock, I think there's going to be a bunch of trades. Yes. I think we're going to see – I mean, I think we're going to see more than we've seen the last couple of years. I think last year we only had two on, dra- on draft day, or maybe even one. There was a lot of people just kind of staying pat. But the way these teams are this year, if you're drafting for need, there's, there's different levels of players at different spots, especially the receivers. And then I think we're going to see the overreach in the Super Bowls. Yeah. It'll tell me a lot about the NFL. If the NFL is evolving, then we won't see the overreach on the the quarterbacks. If Carolina and New Orleans don't overreach those two drafts, those two draft players, then I don't think we see a quarterback until 20 with the Steelers taking the league. And then I don't think we can see Pickett until.